Hi, welcome to another episode of the RCBS podcast. I'm Anna Feeney, a member of the college's communications team, and today we'll be talking to the veterinary nurses who work within the college about how their career as a veterinary nurse has led them in some unexpected directions. We'll first be talking to Julie Dugmore, Director of Veterinary Nursing, and Victoria Hedges, our Examinations Manager, before talking to Qualifications Manager, Lily Lippman. So Julie, if we start with you, can you tell us a bit about your early career as a veterinary nurse? You qualified in 1987, but did you imagine that your career as a veterinary nurse would lead you here? Absolutely not, no. Um, all I ever wanted to do when I was growing up was become a veterinary nurse and work in clinical practice. And my whole time during school was making sure that I got the qualifications that I needed to be able to do my veterinary nurse training. Um, as it is still today, trying to find employment within a training practice was quite tricky. I wrote many, many letters, um, left stamped addressed envelopes in them for people to come back to me, applying for jobs to see if I could get a position. And I eventually managed to find a job in a local veterinary practice, actually, under the what was then the Youth Opportunity Scheme. Um, and it was the first Youth Opportunity Scheme for veterinary nursing, so it lasted a year long. We, when we went to college, we had to do things like car maintenance and bricklaying. So it wasn't all about veterinary nursing at all, but it got my foot in the door. Um, and I was in practice four days a week and then went to college one day a week for that first 12 months and was then lucky enough to be kept on in that practice to train as a student veterinary nurse. And then after qualifying, you actually moved up to the position of head veterinary nurse at that same practice, is that right? Uh, it, it wasn't within the same practice, no. So once I qualified, um, I was looking to um, sort of progress my career and, and the natural logical step was to move into a head nurse position and I actually uh, moved practices and went to work in Devon for five years as a head veterinary nurse in a one-man, um, very small practice, so it gave me um, the opportunity to sort of um, hone my skills in terms of management and development I did and leadership I didn't have any training in that area prior to that particular role yeah, and everything you learn there helps you make the move to a private training provider so what made you make the jump from clinical to more educational surroundings so that would be my involvement with student training so when I left Exmouth in Devon, I moved back to the practice where I trained, which had grown and was quite a large um, for practice, um, for premises practice. Um, and we had a lot of veterinary nursing students, and I was, as the head nurse there, I was involved in all of their um, training. So, um, sort of dealing with the portfolio, the old NVQ, um, and it was the, it was the training, I, the passion I had for the training and getting those students through led me to take a role that was um, a teaching position. Yeah, and Vicky, you actually had quite a similar early career. So you qualified in 1995 and, like Jules, worked up to a head veterinary nurse before moving out of clinical practice. Can you talk us a bit through what your own motivations were for that? Yes, so I, I um, had a slightly different start to Julie in that I started working as an animal care assistant or a veterinary care assistant in a private practice in London. Um, and. I, I also wrote sort of a number of letters um, a year before I was due to leave school. My parents sort of thought I'd probably stay on at the sixth form, but it, at the beginning of my, or at the end of my fifth year, I decided that I would um, start writing letters. And um, I was given an interview and got, got the first position that I went for, and it was as an animal care assistant. Um, 
I stayed in that job for six years and I decided while working there that I really needed to be qualified because I'd seen <laughs> other opportunities out there that veterinary nurses could do and I wanted to do those but I wouldn't be able to do that unless I had a qualification. Um, so I left that practice um, and I moved to the People's Dispensary for Sick Animals where I remained and did my training there. Um, slightly different experience to Julie's, we, we, it was a, a distance learning programme, the PDSA in those days used to issue you with um, um, sort of weekly notes. Our lectures were done by the vets and veterinary nurses um, in the clinic. So every so often we would disappear up into the staff room and have our lectures. Um, so I didn't actually physically attend a college, and we had a lot of tests during that time. Um, and I was sort of very delighted to finally qualify in 1995 after having been working in practice for nearly 10 years at that stage. So you'd earned the qualification at that point. I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I promptly left. <laughs> Part of the um, PDSA's training scheme at the time was that um, you know it didn't necessarily lead on to a job, and I chose um, to, to leave to do some of those other things that veterinary nurses could do. And I joined a pet food company and started to travel the country um, promoting pet food. So at the time, did you know lots of other vet nurses who were doing similar kind of career changes? Were they mostly all in clinical? I suppose when you're working in veterinary practice, you see the sales reps quite frequently. So sort of from when I started in that first practice, you know we, we had no other quality nurses in that practice so you know I was able to um, I, I was meeting most of the reps and talking to them and that was probably my motivation to qualify was almost because I wanted their lifestyle and not necessarily the lifestyle I had at that time um, and so yes that's it was it was my natural progression that I would um, I would do that because I was seeing those people who were out there and encouraging me to to, to, to do something different but work in practice every day. And as coincidence would have it both of you actually joined the college within one week of each other so <laughs> how did it feel to come and work for the regulators? Uh, Julie if we start with you. Um, well I suppose for me it was a natural progression part of the role that I had when I was with the, tri the private training provider um, part of it was teaching veterinary nurses and also dental nurses incidentally um, and then the other part of that role was actually going out and auditing um, and observing the students doing health and safety checks. Um, so when the role of external verifier came up, it seemed a natural progression to me to be able to stay in the veterinary nursing profession, which I absolutely knew I wanted to do, um, but also be able to use the skills that I'd gained within, um, within that private training provider. It was a, it was a different environment. Um, it was an office environment, which I'd partially been in previously. Um, and it was, it was quite hierarchical at that time, I have to say. Um, there have been a lot of changes and developments over the years, and it is now a different organisation to work for, um, for, for sure. Nice. Did you find the same kind of culture change when you first started? Now? Yeah, I suppose I'd, I'd sort of come up. Um, I'd, I'd, um, so from my um, selling of pet food, I then went on to go back into practice for a short period of time, and then I also worked for a private training provider. I was teaching animal care, but not vet nursing, um, and I was approached by City and Guilds at one point to be their external verifier for, for that qualification. So when the job was advertised for the RCVS external verifier, you know, it was like natural that I was going to go for it, and it, it was, it was um, a good time for me to make that change. Um, but I do remember arriving in the offices here and just being absolutely... Well, I think I was introduced to the president or the registrar, the president, and um, 
the head of um, professional conduct almost at the same time. And I was, I, I must say, I was absolutely petrified. I, I didn't know so much about Schedule 3 um, and all of those things that I now sort of believe that all the nurses out there should know. And I was in the same circumstance, same situation as them and, and had to learn very quickly. Um, the other thing I was very much behind on was my computer skills. I came from an office that had one computer and a typist that used to sit at that computer and we gave our handwritten notes to that person and they used to write them up, photocopy them and provide them for our lessons. Um, so yes, I had I had um, a big learning curve, um, which, which actually was... Um, exasperated when I took over the examinations manager job because I remember every single day I'd come in and go can somebody show me again how to do a male merge because I forgot <laughs> I think we've all but they were very thing. patient and now I show other people how to do it but I agree with with with, um, with with what Julie said you know both of us worked here for a number of years now and that is because over those years you know there has been a cultural change it's a really pleasant sort of place to work in it's a pleasant environment and you know I think every every week every month we we hear other developments and other changes which are certainly um, you know mean that I hope to be here for a, a, a long time still and to see those changes be implemented. It's brilliant and what are some of the things that you enjoy the most about your job as it has become what what you look forward to? Oh yeah what do I look forward to? I do look forward to coming to work every day I, I, I really <laughs> sure. I, I look forward to the people that I work with I think you know we, we have a great team um, throughout the college I really enjoy um, doing the outside events and, and as you know I really enjoy making the models that the children play with at some of those outside events so I can be quite childish when I do those and I can lose myself in that so I think even though that's not directly related to the actual role that I have here those are the times that I will probably remember most when I'm old and grey. <laughs> Yeah, Vicky actually put all of her vet nursing skills to use making these models that we've used at a lot of animal owner focused um, events such as BBC Countryfile Live in summer and it's really helped encourage kids to think about the careers as a veterinary nurse or a veterinary surgeon when they're looking at what classes to take. Um, so Julie, a few years ago you were a key player in launching VN Futures, um, which is a joint project between the college and the BVNA. And the idea was for it to create a kind of blueprint for the veterinary nursing profession. So what are you really excited about in terms of if the career paths as a key thread going through that? Um, yeah, I mean, at the moment, there isn't really a sort of clear progression route for many nurses that are in practice. We have some um, advanced qualifications that people can do, um, but sometimes it is a matter of waiting for a, an opening to happen before you can move into that. So you do really need to think about um, that you might be uh, the person to push if you want to actually progress within your career. Um, VN Futures is looking at career paths and making those career paths much clearer and the progression routes much clearer but I think we also have to think that there are veterinary nurses out there who don't want to go on that career path and have that progression they're very good at what they do and we should celebrate that um, a lot. I think people need to be open-minded about where their career can take them because although like me you might think forever and a day I'm going to be in clinical practice, I had a door that was open to me that actually meant that I could move in a different um, to a different career within the same profession and I am now shaping the profession that, that I'm working in. And, and if somebody had asked me when I was 16 if I would be doing that, then absolutely I wouldn't have thought that at all. 
but it's it is the most exciting exhilarating feeling to to, to to know that I am shaping the future of the, the profession that I belong to. So occasionally we hear about vets and vet nurses who say that they feel guilty if they're not working in clinical practice and you hear these phrases of not being a real vet nurse, not being a real vet. So what would you say to that if people have this concern before branching out in their career? I would say that no matter what your role within the profession, you are absolutely a real veterinary nurse. I class myself as a real veterinary nurse. I am on the register. I maintain my clinical CPD to make sure that I'm up to date, although a lot of my CPD, as you can imagine, is now around sort of strategy, managerial, leadership um, kind of CPD. Um, but I would say never say never. Don't limit yourself. When one door closes, another door will open. And I, and I think that, you know, from that side of things is that most people who go into veterinary nursing, it's, it's about animal welfare. And, you know, both me and Julie, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're making decisions about people that are going on the register in various different ways, either through the examinations or deciding somebody who's coming from overseas can go onto the register. And what we're doing, even though we're, we're, we're office-based, we're making sure that the people that are looking after those animals within those practices are the, are the correct people to do that. So we're very much involved with animal welfare. And that's behind every decision decision that I make is thinking about the animals at the end of the day. Thank you both very much for talking to us about this. It's really exciting to hear about the vet nurses that we have within the college. I was then joined by Lily Littman, our qualifications manager, who qualified in 2006 from Middlesex University and joined the college in 2014. Thanks so much for joining us, Lily. You're welcome. So can we start out with a bit of background to what being a qualification manager actually means? What does a typical day in your job entail? Um, well, the great thing about my job is that I don't really have a typical day. Um, and the reason for that is because uh, my job is uh, so multifaceted. Um, so when, uh, when I first came here, my job was to basically quality assure and um, accredit institutions that wanted to run veterinary nursing programs. And what that means is that I have to go out and make sure that the institutions that are running veterinary nursing programs are adhering to RCVS standards of education for veterinary nurses. Um, and those standards are set by uh, VN Education Committee and uh, VN Council. So, and they're there for a reason, and that's to maintain the integrity of the professionals that we have coming onto our register. Uh, so, um, what happens on a sort of daily basis is um, I'll be doing a lot of catching up with the team about various institutions. Um, so we have further education and higher education institutions. Um, and the quality assurance schedule will be discussed um, quite rigorously uh, amongst the team um, about uh, what we need to do for each institution. Uh, once we've worked out what we're going to do for the year, uh, I then have a little schedule, like a quality assurance schedule, where I go out and I check, spot check if you like, a bit like Ofsted, but not, not as scary, hopefully, um, <laughs> where I check the, the standards are all being adhered to as they should be um, at centres and at training practices, um, and also at the awardee organisation level and the university level as well. 
So ultimately, it's about ensuring that all vet nurses who are qualified in the UK are up to the same standard and yes. that they're able to care for the animals. Yes, that there is. Yes, that we have a, a, an acceptable minimum baseline of, of of the skills of the nurses coming onto our register. And obviously, it's a bit of a jump from qualifying as a veterinary nurse to actually working for the Royal College. Yeah. I mean, when you qualified twelve years ago, now did you ever imagine that you'd end up here? No, no, not once. <laughs> <laughs> Shock to us all. <laughs> yeah, I'm still <laughs> still catching up with that. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't. I had I had no uh, I had no sort of uh, master plan actually. Um, I left university. I went and studied as, uh, as a mature student. So I was in my early twenties when I did my veterinary nursing degree, and uh, and I went um, into uh, a referral practice, and then I went into teaching um, shortly after that. And I, uh, I was involved with the setting up of a veterinary nursing course um, about three or four years into my teaching career. Um, and then at the same time, I was doing a master's in business because um, I was, I, I, I guess I get itchy feet, you know, where I am, I always want to be sort of giving myself fresh challenges and moving forwards. And uh, so I went and did a master's in business um, because I thought that was a good higher generic enough qualification to be able to move into sort of most areas uh, of, of higher management or medium medium management mid management um, and I fired out the, the way I got this job was I fired out my CV to everyone I could put all the institutions and companies I could possibly think of um, and it was <laughs> so I don't know what that's Mary in the name you chucked it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was highly motivated, um, and uh, yes, and I got a call back from the RCVS, and actually there was this job and another job going, um, and at the time it was more of a sort of external quality assurer type role, so it's sort of it was it, it was a it was it was the same sort of thing, but it was um, uh, the the way it kind of I didn't have as much sort of um, what's the word sort of uh, extracurricular stuff that I was expected to do if that makes sense so I was there purely doing quality assurance whereas now my role has kind of established and grown bigger and bigger and bigger and now I'm involved in all sorts of different things and projects and working groups and stuff. So I mean a lot of vet nurses when they initially qualify might be a bit worried if they don't have a direct career path planned I mean, would you have any advice to give them? <laughs> um, I don't feel qualified to give advice on careers, um, but I'll do my best. Um, I think, I think so long as there is, um, I think you need to identify exactly what it is you that, that is motivating you. So if it's if it's money, um, then potentially staying in in general practice might not be for you forever. Um, if it's the scholarly activity, then potentially going into a university setting um, might really suit you. I think I think every individual needs to find out what their motivation is and then start putting their foundations in for their next step, really. Yeah, and what is it that you enjoy most about your job? Um, the thing I... <laughs> see a cheeky little smile there. Obviously <laughs> working with you, Anna. Obviously. <laughs> Highlighted uh, everyone. Um, <laughs> I would say I would say it was the people actually. So I get I'm very lucky in that I get to travel around all over the UK and Europe for various different things, 
um, and and it's the meeting um, all of the um, the new people from different backgrounds um, with different skills and knowledge and personalities uh, that I find really interesting. Um, and also, there's a huge problem-solving element to what I do as well, and I find that very satisfying. You know, being of use and being of service and helping. Um, which is essentially what you know a huge part of what we do here at the RCVS. Um, I find that uh, very motivating, very, very motivating. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about this. It's been really good to hear about. You're very welcome. Thank you.